0: Well, hello everybody, this is Iris again and again we're back on the air. We're out and about, we've got a new program and it's called Out and About and that means I get in the car and go out and about and see who I can talk to and this morning I am in Pastor King James's house. Hi, Ooh. how are you doing? I'm
1: fine <laughs> and it's been a long time, Still, I've not seen you for... A bit now. How are you doing yourself?
0: Yeah, we're doing we're doing really good. You know, God's God's been great, but He's kept us really busy.
1: Yeah. That's you know, good. and
0: time has just gone.
1: Yeah. Absolutely
0: flowing. By. It's
1: good to be busy. Yeah, I'm yeah. not too busy for the Lord. That's but right. it's good to be busy.
0: <laughs> absolutely. In fact, I think, you know, by the time Christmas came, we were just about ready to crash, you know, yeah. <laughs> and take a break. And yeah. then it's, you've got to get up and get going again. Yeah. So here we are into January, halfway through, or almost halfway I, through. I,
1: I'm shocked that we it's almost the, um, the mid, is it the second week now? No, I'm lost, yeah. losing track. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah,
0: amazing. So I want to read to our, our listeners something that... Um, Our dear old Eddie Rowlands, you know, he's retired now. He's well into his 80s. But it's something that he wrote. He likes to write encouragements for our church. And um, this one he'd taken for something that uh, one of the the church members, Tony, had actually been sharing one Sunday morning. And what what he's talking about, he's referring to... The fact that you're stronger than you think. And he's referred to Judges chapters 6 through 8. And he says, you really need to read the story of Gideon. It illustrates the truth brought to us by Tony's talk the other Sunday. That because something is small, it's not insignificant. He was referring to Elijah praying for rain after his victory on Mount Carmel. That's 1 Kings 18. When his servant saw a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea, he knew that this prayer was being answered. And soon there was a deluge of rain that ended the famine. And Eddie writes, it made him think of Gideon. And what an amazing story that was. Because it was at a time when God's people, although in the promised land, were being frequently raided by the Midianites. Gideon was trying to hide some newly harvested crops in a pit in the ground to save it from the raiders. Suddenly, as he, confront- he, as he is confronted by a messenger of God who greets him with the startling words, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon's response to that is like, are you talking to me? If the Lord is with us, why are we in this mess? I've heard about all the miracles God did to get us out of Egypt, but where is he now? Seems like he's forsaken us, and on top of that, my family is the smallest in the tribe, and I'm the smallest of the family. But the messenger, who turns out to be the Lord himself, didn't back off. He said, go in what strength you've got, and you'll save Israel from the Midianites, because I am sending you. And as the saying goes, the rest is history. After a series of miracles and tests and tearing down his father's idols, he leads a small army of just 300 warriors and defeats a huge army that was as big as a plague of locusts. be a good idea for everybody to read that story just to get the punchline. As they went into battle... Doing what God had told them to do, their battle cry was the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. That's written in chapter 7, numbers, yeah, chapter seven, verse 20. Oh, praise the Lord. We can all be encouraged from, from this little story. Because in God's eyes, we are stronger than we think in Christ. We are his children, his witnesses, and his army. In fact, God has chosen the weak things of this world to shame the things that are mighty. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 through 31. Paul also says in 2 Corinthians 12:10, when I am weak, then I am strong. So come out of hiding in Christ. You are already a hero. In our case, the sword of the Lord is the word of God. So read it, believe it, and you'll find as you do that you are stronger than you think. And he finishes that with, be a Gideon and be blessed. Mm. That's a nice little summary. What do you think?
1: Wow, that's, a, that's so true what you just read there. Um, but a few things started jumping to me when you were saying that, um, especially towards the conclusion of that article you've just read called, um, You're Stronger Than You Think. Number one, it's true that we are stronger than what we think because... Um, Everyone is, we are only limited by our own imagination um, or how we see things. Um, We're not actually limited by the reality of, of the situation that we're facing. We're actually only limited by the way we see the situation that we are facing. You know, someone can be put in prison, but they are not in prison. So you're physically in a prison. Mentally, you're not in a prison because you're free. You're free. Yeah, exactly. I actually, was watching a program the other day, and one guy was already in prison, and he was accused wrongly for what he didn't do. So he's in a prison. He feels like he's imprisoned. And the guy who's free, who actually did that, and no one was ever going to find out that he did that, was in prison mentally. Because his guilt. He's now seen that an innocent man is per- is about to be killed for his own, um... Guilt. Mr. Minor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, guilt. So, and I like what happened. He actually went to the king and confessed that he was the one that did that. And the king loved this guy so much, he didn't want to believe it. He told the king, it's true, I did this. Just to save the life of that. Yeah, it was a, a, a movie called Marco Polo. Yeah. Um, and so when he now came to the prison to exchange himself to get the other guy out and go back in, he told that guy, uh, that, the one that came out, he told him, now you're free. No, sorry. Now you're free from prison. And, and as he was going back into prison, he said, and I'm also free from prison yeah so it's an interesting picture I just saw there that even the person going into prison felt like he is also now free from prison that mm-hmm. you could be in a prison, but because of the way your mental mind works, you're actually free. Paul and silence did not feel imprisoned while they were singing and 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 praising God because they felt saw an opportunity to preach the gospel in a bad situation. That's why when they sang praise bible said the earthquake whatever happened the gates were shaking the you know door opened for them to run out, but they didn't run run away why because they were not in prison even though they were in prison very noble wasn't it very noble <laughs> thing to do actually yeah, because they, for them it was still an opportunity to teach the gospel Mm-hmm. that's the main aim for them. But whether, also
0: the jailer, if they'd run uh, off, the jailer would have been in trouble, wouldn't
1: he? The jailer would have been in trouble, who knows? But to be honest with you, if Paul was feeling like he's in prison, he would have run off. He wouldn't care about the jailer. Yeah. No, the prison that Paul is in is the prison of, not even a prison, but a prison that he's chosen for himself. What's that prison? That he may preach the good news. In whatever situation. So he calls himself a prisoner of Christ.
0: So it's making the best use of whatever surroundings yeah. you're in. So going back reason. to the
1: going back to your point, the, the point here is is that we all mostly are stronger than what we think that we are. It's in our minds that we actually limit ourselves. We think we're not strong. We think we can't do it. And that's why the Gideon situation is a good example. It's still a relevant um Teaching, even though it happened thousands and thousands of years ago mm. before Christ, um, even before Moses and all of those people, it's still very relevant because today we still see ourselves that way.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's, it's a form of positive thinking, isn't it? Because wherever you are, you can make the, the best out of a bad mm. situation Yeah. if you want to. And you just jogged my memory on that, King, about Joseph. Mm. And yet, in a way, his prison was a rich place for him to be. It turned out to be a wonderful place.
1: Yeah. So, in the end, the brothers who were free was the ones in prison, Mm. (laughs) when you think about it. They are the ones constantly tormented, Joseph's brother. They're the ones constantly tormented that, what have we done to our brother? We've killed our own brother. We
0: can't talk about it except amongst ourselves, which made it worse because each one knew.
1: And the guy, the guy they thought they've killed actually was moving from one level to another level. And the one beautiful thing about God, the, the word about Joseph, is that Bible said that the Lord was with him, and the Lord was with him. So which, some, which is a good news that he was always secured, even though, he might be in not in the best situation, so I think maybe the message here for us, and probably we'll explore this further, is don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself based on your circumstance right now. Okay, don't don't think that where you are now is the all that you could ever be. Um, and it doesn't matter how old, how young, mm-hmm. how frail, how strong you feel physically. Remember, you should always see things the way God sees it.
0: That's always growing and always moving forward, isn't it? It's not sitting back and retiring and
1: And that's actually doing the, nothing. the next thing I was going to talk about because you hinted it that we should see things through God's eyes. And that brought two questions to my mind. What the first question is, how actually does God see things? Mm. Mm. Maybe we should explore that. How does God see things? And then how can we actually see what God sees? So if we say, how does God see things? We have to look at what the scripture says about God. Two things Jesus mentioned. He mentioned it about God and then later mentioned it about us. But I'm going to start with about God. Jesus said this, For with God, all things are possible. Mm. For with God, all things are possible. Now, just imagine if you're God. Now, just, just picture it. Oh, he said
0: if, God was a woman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah maybe he is. He, you know one thing, he is. He is male <laughs> and female. So this, Jesus said in heaven True. there is no male or female. So he is both. Um, so, and maybe for our, our listeners now, just picture with me that you are God and there is nothing you cannot do mm. would there be any problem that would disturb you
0: just only think. that i might make a mistake and uh, <laughs> think well it's okay no, no because <laughs>
1: even your mistake you make it good yeah, because nothing yeah, is impossible it around. when something is impossible mm. means you can't make a mistake yeah. That even what is a mistake turns out to become good because yeah, you could right. just do this.
0: That's right, and turn it around. It's like
1: bam, everything just works yeah. the way you want it. Yeah. No matter how it delays or not delay, it always works the way you want it. Yeah. That is God's perspective.
0: It's like painting a picture, putting your paint on the canvas and you don't like what you've done, so you just keep moving it around until it becomes something beautiful.
1: That I would even add to that. Mm. It's like painting a picture, and you've finished painting. You don't like what it's become. The paint is dried, and you say, I don't like it. You change it by not starting to paint again. Yeah. <laughs> you just do this. <laughs> you just snap your finger, and it turns to become what... It's like nothing is impossible. And I think our mind struggles with that.
0: That's a good way of getting my pain scenes finished, which I've never got tired. i go around snapping my fingers and get, I'm going to try it.
1: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so the point here is, how does God see things? Mm. Because your article towards the end mentioned that, that we need to see what God sees. So we need to first of all say, how does God see it? God sees everything to be possible. That nothing can stop him doing what he needs to do. Regardless of his enemies, which is Satan, sin, of course, and I'm giving in an order. Satan, sin, death. um, And all this, in that order is how he came. Satan, first of all, begat sin, and then sin begat death. These are all the things working against God um, and, of course, against his people. Mm. So if you think you're now God, even with your enemy trying to disrupt every single thing you're planning to do, yeah. he still cannot stop you.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's true. God. Yeah.
1: You, you know you're in a stronger position. You could defeat him anytime. time. You just Mm -hmm. do it at your own time before the foundation of the world. Bible says Christ was already crucified. So Satan is just running about doing whatever he can. That's right. But God has already mapped out the time just to judge him. So it's like, just give him time to just run around. (laughs) And then whatever he's doing will still work out in my favor.
0: That's right, because of the plan (laughs) that he has for each and every one of us. Thank you. I mean, that reminds me of Job 23, because it's 2310, I think it is. Uh, where God talks about um, He knows He knows the way that I take, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when I and I will come forth as gold. When He has tried me, I will come forth as gold. Yeah. In other words, what well, even if you walk, if you if you think you're right, and and you step forward in, but if you don't step forward, God can't move with that situation. Mm. But if you step forward, thinking, "Oh, I might be doing this wrong." We ought to be in a place where we understand that God would, will just bring us around and straight back on the road that he has got for us in any case. Yeah. And it becomes an experience out of which there are sometimes learning curves. But often I've found that people, I've met other people I wouldn't have met if I hadn't have, have taken that route. Yes, But God still brought me back on track to his yeah, purpose. Because
1: nothing is impossible for him. Exactly. Okay, So we've, we've looked at... God's perspective. I'm still trying to hook this back to your article that mm-hmm. says we need to see things from God's the way God sees it. Why? Because we are stronger than we think. Remember, God came to Gideon, who was that we just read, Gideon, who was in hiding. Yeah, he was hiding in the sense that feel inferior, feel unworthy, feel unholy, and un- not good enough. You know, and God comes to the guy in verse twenty, verse. 12 of chapter 6 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, that's my NLT translation. Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. That is a person who actually doesn't think that he could do anything. Yeah. God calls him a mighty hero. Yeah. It's like calling him Superman. <laughs> when he thinks that he's actually Clark Kent. <laughs> and
0: he's probably Chris over his knees knocking.
1: <laughs> um, and... And so that's what we're looking at. So, But Gideon struggled quite a lot to accept this. Why? Because he wasn't seeing what God was seeing. Mm-hmm. And God was seeing from God's perspective, which is a perspective of nothing is impossible. So if we then say the world God sees things is nothing is impossible with God, with him, himself, uh, then how do we see that in our situation. So now let's come back to ourselves. God is God and we are his servants. How should we see the situations that we are going through? How can we see it from God's perspective? You know, in other words, the answer to that question is faith.
0: Yeah.
1: Faith. We have to constantly believe that God, with God, nothing is impossible. That's right. But you know, like I mentioned that scripture, that quotation. It is not just that Jesus said that with God, nothing is impossible. Jesus also went further to say, for those who believe, nothing is impossible. So one Jesus said, with God, nothing is impossible. Another place he now says, for anyone who believes, nothing is impossible. What does that say? The same impossibility is equated for, to God but also created to people who believe in God. That's right. So in other words, with us actually, if we believe, nothing is impossible. That means that if we understand that, those two things, seeing seeing things the way God sees it, we actually will always know that we are stronger, Mm. better, wiser, smarter, cooler, if you like, (laughs) than what we think. If only we could believe what God says about us, and majority of it is in the Scriptures.
0: So basically, we've got to deal with our emotions that get us into a nervous state.
1: Deal with things as deal well. with everything from the la- from the torchlight or the ray of God's word. Mm. Deal with every situation from God's perspective. That's the whole idea. In other words, I'm sick now. Instead of saying, what does the doctors say? Hear the doctors. Uh, Please don't misunderstand me if you're listening to this. I take my medication constantly. (laughs) Um, Hear the doctors. But as a Christian, always say, what does God say about this? That's right. Once you get God's perspective... That is where your fighting ground is. Yeah. You again. Our own fight is the fight of faith.
0: Right. In other words, you don't have to take it on board if it's a bad prognosis.
1: Oh, you know, no, yeah. hear it, receive it as yeah. fact. It's fact.
0: But you don't have to take it on board and become it.
1: Yeah. What I say to people, uh, is, and I'm a, a, quite a practical person. I, I think spirituality and practicality is no separation. There's no difference in my opinion. it's true true. let me say what I I mean by that if I go to the hospital and a professional which is a nurse, doctor whatever, dentist yeah, just they give me a, a view or medical view or evidence of what I'm going through I put that in the category where I call fact yeah now Please, Christians, do not deny fact. That's That's not being spiritual. That is just being silly. It's silly for Christians to deny fact. Jesus never denied fact. So sometimes Christians want to use their faith to deny fact. Faith does not deny fact. Faith wins fact, defeats fact. It's not a denial
0: that's right.
1: You don't say you don't defeat your enemy by denying he doesn't exist. That's right. You don't you didn't we don't win Je, the, Jesus did not defeat Satan by saying there's no Satan. By the way, everyone, don't worry, there's no Satan. No, he didn't say it. He said in John chapter 12, the the God of this world, Lucifer, Satan himself, he called his name. Um the time to judge him has come. Because when now will we Risen up from the grave to the cross, um, as, uh, when I'll be, uh, be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Yeah. So he, he specify clearly who his enemy is, and I'm going to defeat him. He didn't deny the fact that the Satan exists. That's right. And so when it comes to maybe less sickness now we're talking about, don't say, the doctor say you have cancer, you say, oh, I don't have cancer. No, you do have cancer. The evidence shows you have cancer, but you cannot say. But with God, all things are possible. So, therefore, I rebuke this cancer right. to leave my body. That's right. You defeat the fact with faith. And in in case people are listening and don't know how to do that, a simple scripture teaches us that John, First John, chapter one, verse five. First John, chapter one, says to us verse 5 said, everyone who believes that Jesus Christ has become a, everyone who believes sorry, let me say, any everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And it goes in verse 2, verse 4, he says for every child of God defeats So if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, you're a child of God. Now, every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. That's right. And then he goes in verse 5 and says, Who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. So don't deny fact. If you're weak, you're weak. If you're feeling weak, you're feeling weak. That's a fact. Yeah. But you want to now switch to what does God say to my weakness?
0: Yeah.
1: Then you can now say, actually, I'm a mighty hero, like Gideon. So Gideon was feeling intimidated, feeling tired, feeling weak. He was being real. But we, now that we know better than Gideon, Gideon didn't have the scriptures. To read.
0: That's right.
1: So he, God had to come and clearly tell him. Yeah. But we Christians now have the scriptures. We have scriptures like Paul telling us, you are more than a conqueror yeah. through Christ. <laughs> we have so many information mm. of the word of God. Let the torchlight, if you like, or the light of God's word influence our view about every situation that we are in.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, I'd love to sit and listen to you because you could talk forever, <laughs> couldn't you?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I, didn't, I hope no. I didn't go too, no, no, too, too I, long on that.
0: No, no, you didn't. I think it's really good. Yeah. Have you, have you got any more that you, no, that you no, need it, it, to... Oh,
1: yeah, I just thought maybe pause before I give the...
0: You're just pausing for <laughs> breath, aren't
1: you? <laughs> no, because I was worried. <laughs> I thought you wanted to say something. No. I paused or... No, it, it, it's... I think maybe as a pastor, this is what I would I give my life to, mm-hmm. to help people see what God sees for themselves. Not necessarily to, to do that for people, but rather to bring them to the place where they can see what God wants them to see. Yeah, that's really important. Very, very important. Mm-hmm. It's important that we pastors don't become, if you like... In like uh, in the Old Testament uh, mediums. Yes. Mediums where people come and say, actually, on Sunday, someone said that to me. And what is, what, what is God saying? What, has God said anything to you about me? And I don't like that, personally. Yeah. And I missed an answer. If he did, you
0: wouldn't tell them, would you? I
1: wouldn't <laughs> no, like no, no, I had I, I, to be honest with him. I tell him, <laughs> God hasn't said anything to me um, about you. But if you ask me what I think about you, I'll tell you. Yeah. He said, OK, yeah, what do you think? Oh, OK, no problem. Here's my view. And I made it very clear. This, God didn't say anything to me. This is my personal view about you. And I encouraged him with what I think. And I said to him, it shouldn't, people should never say God said if God didn't say. That's
0: right. Very That's important.
1: Right. Um, but what I missed that I should have said to him when he asked that question, because when I came home, I told my wife, my wife gave me the right answer, which is what I should have said to him. Yeah. When he said, what is God saying to you about me? I should have just said to him, God said I should tell you to come and ask him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why don't you ask him? <laughs>
1: God <laughs> That should be my standard answer from now on. If anyone asks me that, yeah, God wants to speak to you personally, go and ask him.
0: That's right. That
1: is the job of a pastor.
0: That's right.
1: Our job is not to start playing that middle.
0: Absolutely.
1: Our own middle ground is in it's prayer. It's so Into the word yeah. and prayer. It doesn't mean God cannot say a word mm. to me to share with someone. I mean, it could also say to someone to share with me. God can do that. But please, our job is not to play that medium.
0: It gets no. me, King, when, when people come up to you and say, God gave me a word for you and it's this, this, and this. And I say, Really? <laughs> well, He didn't tell me that. <laughs> you know, because um, I, if I'm communing with God, mm-hmm. I know that God will tell me true. what it's, He wants.
1: Absolutely true. There is a balance. And I, I'm, I 100% agree with you. Whereas I bring up the main thing about balance is that there is also that view of the other side where people also now want to say, I don't want anyone to tell me anything. I can only hear from God. That's not also correct.
0: That's right. That's
1: also not correct. Why? Because I'll tell you the reason. It's not necessarily pride. It could be pride, but I won't go straight into that negative aspect. It could just be, I'm narrow view I have a narrow view yeah. that blocks out not because God is not speaking, but because I'm not hearing. Yeah. So we not I don't even want to go into negativity and saying that people are bad or so that.
0: immediately you could go into guilt thinking I am not spending any time with God at all. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. For example, for example, when we were starting Fever House Church, um, I was already kind of locked somewhere in my mind that we're gonna start get a a place in canterbury Mm -hmm. okay so i knew god said don't start in your house start in a hall very clearly but he didn't tell me which hall he didn't tell me which town we're already living in bling so i was now looking towards canterbury Mm -hmm. so i went through every school every empty house you could you know you don't know the usual places (laughs) to get a place and that's when I realized, actually, there's a church in every corner, <laughs> 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 which was good, good news. <laughs> but sad news is that none of us, none of these churches actually really relate properly, mm. which is the sad news. But it's good that we have many, many churches. Um, now, but so I kind of covered all the grounds, and I'm thinking, okay, but so my mind was completely locked, narrow view into Canterbury. But hang on a minute. And every single Friday... I go to that village park, my village, local village hall there, and I pray every Saturday, every Friday. So why didn't God tell me, start here? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So maybe because I wouldn't listen, because I was already narrow, no, focused. Yeah. So it's not because God, w- maybe God is saying it, but I wasn't listening. Yeah. And the funny thing is that I actually had a criteria I want a a place that has a parking, good toilet facility. I actually listed the things I want. Mm, This village has all of it. It
0: has, yes. But I didn't... Look
1: for it. it. (laughs) I didn't just add it in the equation. I was (laughs) in narrow view, just narrow view. That's what the problem is. And it took a friend. When uh, two of our friends um, from Surrey came down, spent time with us, and took all the kids. We all went to the park playing with the, park, with the kids, they're the ones that just, immediately they said, it's not, they didn't say God said, but immediately they, when, when we started talking about where to, I'm um, looking for a place in Canterbury, they thought,
0: what's wrong with this place? What's,
1: <laughs> what's wrong with this place? Yeah. It's like their word came like the word of God yeah. to me. When they said it immediately, like, yeah, exactly. When they said it, it's like a blow to me, boom. Why wasn't I even looking at this place? Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. So yeah. based on that, we can also go into a view to say, no, I only want God to speak to me. No, you miss out because God says, encourage one another with songs, hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah. You know, talk to one another, encourage one another, think of ways to encourage one another. As in the book of Hebrews, he says. So we find that God actually also wants this relationship with us. This koinonia, that help us to build that he doesn 't always have to say it directly to us, but at the same time he 's not leading us that way by true people he 's leading us by his spirit. so what happened in that situation when my friend said that a spirit of God confirmed it
0: you just felt it, it? I, oh, oh so I just it. felt wow. you know, this is what
1: God wants me to do, yeah, but it not... came from outside me rather than from within me. Yeah. But it's not always the case. majority of everything God has said to me has been coming from within me. But there are those cases where someone else has to say it and you're like, oh my goodness, it's true. Yeah. Um, but let's go back to the one you mentioned. The one you mentioned is a situation whereby someone comes and they give you maybe a personal prophecy. They tell you, oh, Pastor Iris, oh, i got a word from God for you. Uh, I see you leaving United Kingdom to I'm just making it up yeah. guys. I'm not, <laughs> well, I'm, not <laughs> <Don't be scared. laughs> I'm not giving a word. Don't scared Don't be scared. I'm not giving any word, please. <sighs> you know they just tell you God said... You go to Cambodia now. You just move from England to Cambodia. Stop this radio thing.
0: I don't like Cambodia.
1: (laughs) Where do you? Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Nice beach. There's going to be a church for you there. And they give you this wonderful, or maybe not so wonderful, word from God. These bits you need to check with God. You cannot pack up your life, change drastically what you're doing in your life, Without the Holy Spirit leading you, it's not enough yeah. to say, Pastor said. Yeah. And this is where many Christians yeah. catch, get, find themselves.
0: I saw one, one girl. Um, somebody told her that she was going to live in a mud hut and to sell all her possessions. And she was going to go to Africa and live in a mud hut mm. and, and be amongst the tribes. Mm. And so she did just that. She sold everything she had mm. and nothing moved forward.
1: Yeah, the question is, that leads me to... uh, Do we have time for this? (laughs) You're making me (laughs) have to address (laughs) lots of things. The question with that situation now is, did the sister um, receive from God, number one, or did she receive from someone that God said? That's right. So, okay, let's deal with the first situation, or second situation. Let's say she received it from someone did she get a confirmation in her spirit that this is the right thing? That's what, that's what she should have done before she take it to. And then before she do, do it, did she confirm she get also extra confirmation from, this is important, loved ones. Yeah. Loved ones. Yeah. The same applies even if God said to you, <laughs> I know... I, yeah, I know. I'm sounding. Please bear with me, guys. I believe in. I check God's word. I actually did this in my podcast yeah. um, called uh, Insight with Pastor King, with King James. If you if you're on YouTube and you want to check, I check that. I check Insight with Pastor uh, with King James. Insight with King James. I did a talk on uh, my second episode. I did a talk on how to know god's voice yeah how to know god's voice now in that i gave five points on how to know god's voice so let's say you that sister now in question heard from god to pack up and go away again Yeah. Where did where did she go?
0: Um, she didn't go because it, nothing moved forward. But she had got rid of all of her possessions. Okay, so she
1: got rid of all her possessions. So she just heard from God to get rid of everything and do what?
0: No, she thought that because it was her heart's desire to do something for God, okay. that God had something for her to do.
1: Okay,
0: uh, and when somebody said to her to do this, mm-hmm. she didn't want to listen to anybody else. Okay, and she said so. Yeah. So we had to stand back and just watch her
1: do all of this. Okay, so in other words, she felt in her heart that she should do something. Exactly. Okay. Now, I was talking in, in, in that talk, ways we could feel that God has said something yeah. to us. Number one is, of course, you need to have a relationship with God. Number two is by His Spirit. And of course, where does the Spirit live? In us, in our hearts. So majority of how you hear God is within you, not outside you majority of it it doesn't mean that god cannot speak to you externally so i talk about inner voice and external voice and i, I explain quickly i'm trying to rush yeah. through this right. um inner voice will be that thought most times it's just a thought it feels like many times god says something to me it feels like i'm thinking am i just making this up or is it me or is, is it, it just god? in my is mind he, is yeah. just, like, am i going <laughs> crazy uh, but i've grown over time to Stop doubting that and I yeah. just write it down, full yeah. stop. I don't bother to doubt if I'm in God's presence and I start having thoughts, I just write it down. I've,
0: I've been trying to teach Jeff this, you know, <laughs> to stop doubting me <laughs> when I say God said he was, he goes, oh no, not again. No.
1: <laughs> simple, God speaks to us, it feels like you're making it up. Yeah. And I'm telling you, so many drastic things, big changes in our life, it's just simple Thoughts. It feels like I'm making it up. But when I finish writing, and that's the good thing about writing it down, when I finish writing it down, I look at it, I say, there's no way I could have came up with all that. That's I right. know my limitations. That's I right. know my weaknesses. Yeah. I know that I'm not that. and (laughs) And then you tell God
0: I can't do this it's much too big for (laughs) me
1: then I start looking at it okay this is too big then it's going to the next levels I'm about to talk about so inner voice is how God speaks to us maybe that's what that lady had some sort of inner voice maybe a thought Okay. now external voice quickly let me explain will be when you're reading the Bible and then maybe something jumps out of you from the scripture where the spirit of God is doing it from the scripture then to your inner thoughts that's it work together there. Yeah. In the case where I mentioned about my friend speaking to me, that's an external, what I call external voice. God used someone to speak to you. That's Confirmation. happened. Confirmation. Yeah, just even yeah. speak to you first time that what you never thought of. It can happen. Right. Yeah. It can happen. And then you now find that your spirit confirms it straight away. Okay. So that's just to extend. And external, all that external voices could be sometimes vision. You just have a yeah. vision, you just have a picture. That happens quite a lot when you're in prayer. And you start seeing, or you see a wave, and then the glory of God coming like a wave. It's just God showing something that you still don't fully understand, but you're just seeing it. Um, Okay, so moving on. The next level is after you've received the inner thoughts, maybe move to Hawaii, stop this, go and start something new. Please, for heaven's sake, (laughs) <laughs> men and brethren <laughs> it's important you add these other two things I'm about to say the scriptures check with your, or three things I'm about to say check the scriptures to see if there is a pattern to what you have just received from yeah. God is it something God have done before in the past maybe with Gideon, maybe with David maybe with Samson, maybe with you know what I mean? It just helps you to say, oh, well, God does things like that. Yeah. Okay, that's one. Someone might say, hang on a minute, what if you don't know the Bible? There's still hope. Because I understand God can still speak to someone who just became born again today, who yeah. hasn't read the scriptures. There's yeah. still hope. Second one you want to check is inner peace. Do I feel at peace with this, even though it's a crazy idea? Okay, very, very important. Maybe it's your God is bringing someone to you, saying, proposing to you as a woman, and just gentleman is saying, I, I love you, I want to marry you. But for heaven's sake, when you look at your list, he's shorter than what you expect, <laughs> fairer than what you mm, want, or darker true. than what you that's want. Very true, it's very yeah. true. So everything doesn't always line up. But even though everything doesn't line up, he's probably poorer than what you want as a from a husband. But you have this just peace that you're going the right way.
0: Sometimes you just know God's in it when you're not.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but 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 your mind cannot phantom it, and Mm. that's the bit that Jesus was referring to. He says, "My peace I give you, not like the kind of peace of the world. Peace in the midst of chaos." yeah i had that when god called me into ministry i don't know left from right i've never preached but i had peace
0: yeah
1: even though i'm crying thinking oh my goodness what on earth is this but i had peace that this is what god wants me to do so that's what i mean now here's a big one and this is what relates to your friend or that lady you're talking about Counsel, counsel, advice Bible specifies so many times. That's In right. the multitude of counsel, counselors. Yeah. counselors, there is safety. Yeah. Plans work out when there is counselors. Yeah. When you hear from God, you receive a thought. You've checked with the scripture, it's fine. You check with your heart, is your, your peace. Mm. It's still not enough. You need people who have gone ahead of you people you could check to give you some sort of direction wisdom how to do it right because you could still have from something from God and you do it wrong
0: mm, that's true
1: god can still tell you what to do but you go about it the wrong way and then or you go about it too soon yeah or too late that you actually mess up your own life god will still pick it up by the way he's a god of a second chance but you just delay and in which you're going to have to suffer the consequences of that delay. That's true. I always, personally, always check counsel. I actually love cancel. My wife actually sometimes says, this is something, where did I pick it up? I don't know, but I think it's the Holy Spirit. That even some things I know what I'm doing, I still call a friend and say, what do you think about this before I print? What do you think? Even common thing, I'm a, I know the car I'm about to buy, I still check what do you think about Volvo? And ask four friends who are close to me. And you see, maybe one of them will say, oh, Volvo, don't touch it. You know, I'm just saying that, yeah, for example. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that opens your eyes, so maybe I better do a better research, yeah, to be sure. Yeah. And that has saved me from buying the wrong things or yeah. going... Go on to re- a
0: test drive or <laughs> whatever. <either. laughs> exactly. to Make sure it's comfortable. It's
1: exactly. It's. Now, quickly, as yeah. we end, let me say something here. This is for Christians, specifically, the ones who are proper church goers who are committed in their church it 's important to not think that when I say cancel, all of a sudden that means you 're a pastor
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, I need to specify this i 'm a pastor, so if you 're a pastor hearing this i 'm not any i 'm not attacking pastors because i 'm mm-hmm. a pastor. The truth is that many times when people say, when I, when people say in the, out of the multitude of counsel and safety, they think their pastor is that person yeah. to counsel them. When they have no relationship with that pastor, what I mean by that, the pastor doesn't know you. He doesn't know where you're coming from. You just book an appointment to go and see your pastor. You've been coming to that church for five years. You've never had anything that crossed your path with the pastor in your church. Nothing. And all of a sudden, you have this big decision to make you feel like that person yeah. is the right person to go and ask. I, pe- I bet to differ, I think that pastor cannot be the right person to go and ask because he doesn't know you.
0: That's right.
1: You're better asking the ones closest to you, but yet have gone ahead of you. But they have to know you. Why? Because it's important. Maybe your cell group leader could be that person. Yeah. Your time, sometimes your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister it could be anyone, any believer that you feel like has wisdom in that area. So it's important I qualify that because anytime you hear this, maybe people coming from my background, I'm originally from Nigeria, they always just queue up to, to see the pastor. Yeah. Whereas actually, the assistant pastor is closest to them as a friend. If they had asked that assistant pastor, he would have given them better wisdom than the senior pastor. Sorry. I
0: quite quite agree. (laughs) And it's a shame because we're just getting into this and it's time to close.
1: Oh, we have to. We do it every time,
0: (laughs) don't we? Every time. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I hope our listeners are are really going to enjoy this discussion. But of course, it means I'm going to have to come back and get part two. Why not? (laughs) Because it is going somewhere. Mm. Somewhere really good. But I quite agree. Um, Especially with, with the mentoring bit. Um, because that can keep people on track. But one thing I would say, which I think you would agree with me, is you don't share your vision with people who don't believe in you. That is the other dodgy thing.
1: You've actually said, what you're saying is exactly what I'm saying.
0: Exactly.
1: It's not always the people who you think you should go and share it with are the ones you should share it with. You should know, let God direct you, who should direct you. Sometimes... God can actually get you to meet someone on the train and get you to open up about something that has been bothering you. And this stranger, believing a stranger, maybe sometimes not even a believer, but mostly will be a believer, Yeah. just start giving you wisdom from God that just governs your life for the rest of the next 10 years, next 20 years, yeah. that maybe your deacon, your pastor, none of them could do it. I don't know Why? But we need to just let God direct those things that's rather right. than just say, my pastor must tell me because yeah. many Sit people back have back with him. that peace. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let God go. Let yeah. him be God. I mean, he will always, 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 always direct you oh, where yeah. he wants you.
1: He will never mislead us. So
0: no need to rush. No. Nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Well, cool. it's been
0: really wonderful, you know, being with you again.
1: Absolutely. And it was uh, nice we'll having all... you to come over for coffee, tea. Yeah, we enjoyed come a cup of tea. Well.
0: <laughs> Lovely homemade tea. <laughs> Oh, I haven't had proper tea in years. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) I just pour water and that's it. Oh, (laughs) well done.
0: done. I'm going to tell Chizzy that you're really great at home. (laughs) She probably already knows. Oh, that's Uh, good, that's
1: good. That'll give me a point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Okay, then. Well, I hope you've all enjoyed yourself today. And we say bye-bye for now, and we'll be back soon.
1: God bless you. This is
0: Iris, out and about, about to go home. Bye-bye now.
1: Bye.